Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker, and today on the show, we have the co-founder of Two Tribes, Justin Dayton. Uh, Two Tribes Brewery emerged from London's counterculture. They unite brewers, artists, musicians, chefs, and craft creators with shared values of fun, freedom, curiosity, and creative discovery. They are a community of people who come together to share a love of the moment. Their name reflects their constant thirst to bring new creatives into the fold to explore what they can bring from their tribe to theirs, essentially. Two Tribes is about cold beer and collaboration. It's that simple. And uh, you can also check out Two Tribes online, twotribes.co.uk. And here to describe the brewery and the journey in his own words is co-founder Justin Dayton. Justin, are you the co-founder or founder? Um, I'm the founder, but co-founder, I suppose, is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you get in trouble if I call you the founder. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, she's she's been on the journey with me. And uh, when we originally kind of came to um, starting Two Tribes, she actually came up with the name. Oh, really? so um and also you know as I say she was by my side when we were doing that and and part of that journey as well she's she's gone on to do much much more exciting things than me um but she's definitely um you know been by my side for the whole journey so I'd like to say I'm the founder but my wife is the co-founder as well well Justin I'm going to include that in because I think that's actually quite interesting but for the uninitiated perhaps you could introduce yourself properly and to your friends, how do you best describe two tribes? Um, my name's Justin Dayton, and I am the co-founder of Two Tribes. Um, how do I explain what Two Tribes is about? Ultimately, Two Tribes is a brewery. Uh, we're a beer brand, but more than that, we're actually um, a beer brand that really is about a lifestyle, a lifestyle culture, a lifestyle brand. You know, we want to incorporate a lot of the things that interest myself uh, and my co-pilot, Leo, um, who I work on all the creative um, with throughout the business. And, you know, our heritage is music industry, design, and uh and just kind of, you know, kind of club culture, fashion, all of these things are incorporated in everything we do at Two Tribes. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. So just take us back to when Two Tribes began. Uh, you mentioned before that you were from Chelsea, but you're now down in Brighton. Is that right? Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've lived all over London, uh, uh-huh. originally from Chelsea, but I've, I didn't live in Chelsea um so um yeah basically um I worked in the music industry for um 25 plus years um from um originally um being a DJ then getting a job at a record label um being you know promote doing promotions club promotions radio promotions um in the early 90s 
And um, then that led me to kind of work on launch, launching record labels and then going on to launch my own record label. Um, so I did that. Uh, my first record label I launched in 1993. Um, so with that, that took me on a journey where I was um, producing, um, running a record label, A&R in a record label, promoting a record label, uh, which which incorporated DJing um, across the UK and then on to Europe and the world. So it, it was very much my life for a, a long time. Um, then not. Around 2000, I um, 2001, I decided to start working with my now wife um, with a company um, that was called a um, a creative production partner for the music industry. So what we did, we originally started off designing record sleeves and basically producing record sleeves, but it was more project managing the whole um, release. Um, and then we moved on to um, CD packaging, um, working with advertising agencies and perfume packaging, fashion, uh, and grew that business over 10 years. And then fortunately we, we were able to um, – to sell that business. So, um, so that was kind of, um, the point where I looked around and, and thought, you know, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> now, what year is this though? What, what point are we uh, hitting? Around 2012. Uh-huh. We did that. Um, we went on a gap year with the kids just to kind of get it out of our system, which was great. Um, and when we came back to the UK, we, we, we kind of looked at opportunities that chimed with our skills, but weren't necessarily in the music industry. Um, and the F&B industry was always a kind of uh, something that interested my wife and I. Um, so we looked at many things, but there was, there was an element of what was happening with beer and the craft beer scene at that time, um, that was kind of chimed with mine or our skill set or, or we felt comfortable with. Mm. And that was, you know, back in the nineties, you had, guys that were making music in their bedrooms and pressing up a thousand white label records and driving around their local city and selling the records to independent record stores. And, and, you know, dance music was moving very fast. It was very, um, it was very exciting. And, and, and these guys that were doing these independent things and, and, changing the dial were actually creating a movement and creating a whole new scene that these kind of bigger dominant music companies didn't know what the hell was going on because they were old dinosaurs really. 
Um, and I felt there was exactly the same thing happening in kind of 2012, 2013 with independent breweries and the craft beer scene. Right. You know, there was guys, there was guys brewing beer in their lockup or garage or backyard or whatever. And, you know, kind of filling up a van and driving around to all the indie pubs or bars and, and selling beer that was not commonly known in the styles that they were, they were brewing. Yeah. Um, and that, that's to me is, is really exciting. And that's, that's, that's why I ultimately got involved and started to, um, you know, kind of research it and, and see if I could get myself involved in it. So what are the stepping stones at this point? Do you then go and buy a couple of demijohns and try and get something going yourself? Or are you going uh, well, in a little bit higher le- end than that? I went in at a sort of higher level. Um, it, it turned out there was a guy locally, because um, I'd moved to Brighton by then. I'd, there was a guy locally that I um, knew and he had a couple of businesses, but one of them being a kind of, a brewer, a craft brewery or a, you know, uh, a small brewery. It, it wasn't necessarily brewing the beers that were, were interesting me. It was more brewing ales. Um, um, there was a brewer there that had a lot of knowledge and the guy that had that business basically was, you know, fallen out of love with it really. He wanted to do other things. So there was an opportunity for me to go in there and learn and understand the business understand the industry and understand the product really learn to brew not not that i ever wanted to be a brewer but i believe if you're going to get into something you need to you need to learn from the ground up to be able to really understand what you want to achieve that's interesting and so did you know this guy at all before you approached him or was it just very knocking no, on the door and I, going, this is my plan? Doing this and, you know, we just talked about, you know, what he wanted to do and it was that sort of thing really. So that, you know, I saw it as an apprenticeship really. Um, before I went off and did my own brand or my own brewery, um, this was the apprenticeship I needed to do, which, you know, to be honest, wasn't easy. Yeah. Because kind of you know someone who hasn't kind of um, conformed to working for anyone or 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 following any anyone's kind of ideas apart from your own since they were early twenties is quite hard to kind of you know shoehorn yourself into a business um, that you don't you're not necessarily passionate about the product but want to learn and understand and that was the best way to do it. Right. Uh, and and as I say, well, it wasn't easy, but you know, it, it was. I'm really pleased I did it. I'm really pleased I did it. And so, I'm just curious, you've got a, you had the gap year. You've come back and you've had a look around, and now you think, right, this is the project. I'm going to be an apprentice here. Did we kind of have enough uh, money lying around for you to also just like take time off and do this project, or or was there stuff going yeah, on elsewhere? I'm- it wasn't, you know, I sold a business. It wasn't life-changing that I went and bought an island instead of another business. Um, I needed to, I needed to work. Um, yeah. You know, I was, I was still sort of only just 
um, around, you know, late thirties. Um, so, you know, I needed to do something mm. and I, um, yeah, I kind of, I had money, of course, of course, you know, obviously I, I had money, but I needed to, you know, I needed to be wise with it really because, yeah. uh, you know, getting into brewing can be quite expensive. Well, that was going to lead me on to the next question. Did you, uh, did you seek kind of crowdfunding or in or angel investment, or was this was yeah, it was, solely backed by? It kind of it was a bit of serendipity, really. There was a I I got back in touch with um, contacts that I knew in the music industry, and I hooked ended up being introduced to a guy called Paul Kemp who actually owns uh, the Tile Yard Complex, which is the creative quarter or whatever you want to call it of where we live now, as far as in King's Cross, where the brewery is and where our campfire tap room is. Um, So I got introduced to him. He was at a point when um, he was looking at investing into a business that would enhance tile yard um is this uh, cold drops yard is this somewhere close to that it's very close cold drops yeah it's just off york way um so he you know at the time tile yard was is still but it it, at the time it was it was around a hundred odd recording studios music companies um that were all based in sort of the same area um and there wasn't a lot around there there wasn't a lot to keep the people that works there you know it it wasn't like anywhere where they could really go and have a drink after work or socialize or whatever so he was keen to kind of provide that and with me um bringing the brewery idea and obviously you know two tribes as a brand idea um which was very much associated with music and my background it fitted so he invested for us to um basically uh build the brewery which i did with my money his money and 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 some asset finance as well it's a very uh like you said earlier quite a serendipitous meetings i guess and you know combining your journey in the past and where you are now in order to get that off the ground i'm just thinking of it for anyone listening that is also trying to get their own brewery off the ground how they can maybe follow in your footsteps and you i guess you can't really because it's kind of who you know where you are in your life um various passions would you say i I, I just think that's any business really i think you, you 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 just said there passions you if you've got a passion to do something you know nothing's easy right um doesn't matter how much money you've got or whatever um or knowledge you're always going to have hurdles that you've got to overcome um with business and 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 you know i think you've just got to have the passion and drive to keep it going and 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 get over those hurdles and and just move forward always and be positive about what you're doing and believe in what you're doing. Cause you know, if you start doubting your visions, 
then then it's going to make it a lot harder to overcome any obstacles. Yeah. I was just thinking this um, as we were talking. You mentioned uh, your, your past of being a creative, I guess, a, a musician, being on the scene. This does feel like one industry where you also get to itch that creativity, if you know what I mean. You can also oh, be... Yeah. You can also kind of stretch your stretch your wings in this industry, and and just I'm going to just throw up a couple of graphics for anyone that's happening to watch this on YouTube. But I'm just going to walk through some of, not not just what's inside the can, but also what's what's outside the can. Do you find it quite rewarding, um, creative creativity wise, if that's a word, <laughs> to, to to do this stuff? Yeah, totally, absolutely. That that's that's kind of my um. You know that that's my that's my happy place. You know, um, I'm I'm very fortunate that I I was able to kind of um, bring Leo um, on on board with this journey, um, and you know he's he's amazing, um, way better than I'll, I'll ever be. But together we've we've formed this kind of creative force that's that that that's evolved from doing two tribes and you know right from the early stages of you know just doing a tap badge or whatever you know we're now in a different I suppose if you want to put a different world where you know we're we're thinking a lot about marketing assets and brand and you know it's taught both of us an awful lot Um, but we've been on the journey together and now I feel we're kind of um, you know as I say, it's our happy place. We can we can we can get locked in and and do do design or creative or whatever, or even we still make music, um, and we do that together a lot, um, and that's our happy place. It must be quite convenient, also being a DJ, because you can get to do your own launches. Like if you've got a new product coming out, a new party, it's like, well, who are we going to get into the entertainment? It's like, well, <laughs> you're looking at it, so you can always. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there is a certain, there's an element of that. I mean, I'm getting a little bit old for that, really, these days. I don't mind doing it every now and again as a bit of a hobby, and it, I do still really love it. But you know, when I was in my prime, I used to get really uh, pissed off if if people asked me to. Um, do the warm-up and now now I ask to do it um, <laughs> so, uh, so you know we, we we do we we've also partnered with a community radio station in King's Cross called Voices Radio and and that's something I'm passionate about is supporting you know younger kids coming through and and you know basically giving them uh, the opportunity to grow and and you know sort of uh get their creative juices kind of out to the world um and you know that's great so you know that that's something we do where you know it's a a community radio station for us to if we're doing a launch event and we use a voices dj and you know they they get it they get some money for doing that then then that's that helps them continue doing the stuff they don't get paid for if you know what i mean yeah Uh, so you know that's really where we use um i suppose mine and leo's music talents but we we don't necessarily perform ourselves all the time well it's a force for good and and on that um 
I wanted to talk about the AI campaign that you've you've got going, and perhaps you can just walk us through that. How has how has that come about? Um, well, it came about that to be honest, um, Leo and I were um, kind of heard through the grapevine about Mid Journey, um, which is basically the kind of uh, platform that we've created our sort of AI um, server on. And um, a lot of people within creative industries were playing around with this this new resource of AI um, to, you know, just for fun to start with. Um, and we we obviously got, you know, got intrigued by it. And, and um, it just kind of and played around with it. And it just evolved from there. We were like, well, look, you know, the, the kind of... Um, our cans have collage artwork on them, which um, are um, sourced images that are um, that Leo and I collect over time. It's very and, pop art, would you say? Or is there another name? You know, we're kind of, you know, we, 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 we are kind of pop art fans. Paul mm. uh, Lotz is one of our favourite pop art artists. Um and um you know that's our style so it made sense for us to be able to engage with our audience with our drinkers with our you know you want to call it fans or whatever to 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 um get them involved in in the design and and you know releasing a beer basically so um yeah it just kind of evolved from that and so this is purely the the packaging, the branding. So they get the chance to put their own images and artwork on the cans. Yeah, yeah. Using exactly. using a, AI artificial intelligence. Yeah, the way that the way that it works is we've built this server within the Mid Journey platform, which who we've collaborated with on this, and um, you know anybody can go on there and you know suggest different themes or uh, styles, colouring, and and come up with and, – and, and sort of, you know, mid-journey will come up with images with your suggestions. Oh, this so, is so cool. <laughs> I've just realised what this is. I've just wrapped my head around it, sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> so basically that's what it is. And we, we opened it up to um, our two tribes – audience and um you know um gave them a free reign to do as many entries as possible right um and if they log on to our server and just fire away and come up with ideas then they were you know we would we would be able to view them and pick our favorite ones to um to put on a can nice and do you is this still open? Was it a competition running, or are we? Yeah, there's a competition running that's closed now. Uh-huh. Um, but it was very successful. I'm sure we'll be doing something else with uh, with it because it, you know, it's a very sort of exciting uh, project, and it, it's it's also it's a great way to engage with 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 our drinkers. Yeah, I love it. I think this is genius. And so, for example. Could someone approach you and go, hey, I've got a great idea. I'm just going to feed a load of stuff in here and make my own label, my own can. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then give it to you and you go i guess we could do that for you privately but it'll cost x uh it's not really something we not really something i would want to spend time on if you know what i mean i would obviously feed back to anyone that wanted to you know get some advice and stuff or whatever but mm. ultimately you know two tribes takes up <laughs> enough time <laughs> So, um, you know, kind of doing things just, just for cash is not really kind of my um, my agenda. We're, we're beyond that. That'd be nice. <laughs> so, well, listen, um, Justin, where can people go to, A, try the beer, but also order it, buy it, and get it in their homes? Um, you can order the beer on our web store, which is um, twotribes.co.uk um and we will deliver to your door and then it's in various different um independent um bottle shops around london um so yeah our best Great. place best place is our web store really awesome and can people visit the brewery at all can they come see you we'll come to campfire which is our venue um we built a you know, it's it's not really a tap room. It's 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 a it's a bar that we built out of a couple of shipping containers, and um, and we also have a fire kitchen there. So it's a it's a. It's a <clears throat> is that place. in Brighton? No, that's in Kings Cross in London. Oh, cool! All oh, right, so just just down the road. Yeah, yeah. How often do you get down there? Um. I'm in London um, three, three, four times a week, depending okay. on my week. Awesome. And people can come in unannounced, or do you have the phone ahead? Oh, no, no, no. It's open to the public whenever. Oh, great. All right. Well, listen, we'll leave all the links over on the show notes over at menswearstyle.co.uk. But if you're in London, and by the way, if you're in Brighton as well, <clears throat> um, we were talking offline about how I used to work in Brighton. I think. I don't know if people realize how close Brighton is to London on the train. I mean, it sounds like it's far away because it's coastal, but it, it really is just a, I don't know, 30, 40 minute train ride. Um, right out of Victoria. Depending whether there's leaves on the line. Yeah. I mean, depending if there are people to drive the trains, obviously, then <laughs> uh, it's a shortish trip. <laughs> two tribes in Brighton as well, actually. There's a lot of pubs that serve two tribes in Brighton. So um, come down and visit when the weather's a bit warmer well that makes sense i mean brighton is also like one of the one of the more bohemian cities still i think in the uk that is mm. open to new ideas is open to artists it feels like you know all the creators left shoreditch and just went down to brighton i mean maybe they're already down there but they just joined them mm. um, yeah sure sure yeah well justin great talking to you um Love the brand, and uh, we'll, like I say, we'll leave the links on the show notes. And next time I'm down the campfire, hopefully I'll bump into you. Cheers, man. Thanks so All much. Right. Thanks, Justin. You've been listening to the Menswear Style podcast. Be sure to head over to menswearstyle.co.uk for more menswear content and email info at menswearstyle.co.uk if you'd like to be a future guest on the show. Finally, please help support the show by leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Until next time.